The Chosen is the first ever multi-season television series about the life of Jesus the Christ and the followers he chose. This is an independent account of that TV series brought to you by the Tally.life. Welcome to the unofficial Chosen broadcast. Salutations and welcome to the unofficial Chosen broadcast, a.k.a. the Tukba, T-U-C-B. This is episode eight of our podcast. I'm your host, your old mate, your old China plate, DJ Payne here. And with me, as he is every week, is the legend, the amazing, the man we call the prophet, Ev, up there. How are you, bro? I'm good. You said salutations. Good good morrow to you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to, listen, I'm trying to shake it up a little bit. I don't want to get into any sort of stuck routine or anything like that. I want to shake it up uh, and and, and sort of keep it interesting as much as we can as we uh, waffle on about the chosen television show. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, this is the first time you're listening to it. The whole idea around the podcast is uh, myself, DJ Payne, have watched the chosen television series about the person of Jesus Christ and his public ministry. The first two seasons are out at the time of recording, and I've watched it multiple times. I love it. I'm a big fan. Uh, Our friend here, The Prophet, a.k.a. Prof., uh, Prof. Diddy, Prof. Daddy, whatever you whatever you want to call him. Um, this is this is your first time through, you know, any of the episodes as we're watching it together. So you're the uh, you're the newbie and getting a fresh take on that. And I'm the old season professional uh, watching it here. And as we go through, we just record our reactions and our interactions here. And and so far. The, the public are saying they're absolutely loving the podcast. Are you getting that type of feedback too, mate? Dude, I was just about to say the the best way to know who's dedicated to being a listener is to to put it up a little later one week and yes, then you get as- messages of, hey, where, where is it? I've been waiting for it. And so that was, that was super encouraging uh, last week to get – uh, messages saying, hey, is it up yet? What's going on? Because it showed me, oh, man, we've got a couple of dedicated people uh, yeah, specifically yeah. going out of their way um, to, to message each of us, and that's a, that's a good feeling. I know, and I and I and I take full responsibility for the lateness of the podcast, and the lateness of uh, you know how we put this up up there. All I can say is it's December. Uh, I've got school holidays on my hand. I've got internet dramas on my hand. So, man, it's been a busy time. So, apologies for the lateness of the delivery of the shows, uh, but uh, we're doing the best we can. Like you know, we've got a whopping budget of about thirty three cents here. So just uh, well, you know, well, ch- chill out. Technically, if you count my hotspot, uh, we're, we're un- like below budget because it's costing <laughs> for me to hotspot my computer for this man off the phone. So we're, you know, it's different. But it, you oh, know, man. apologies I- for the lateness, but thank you. To, yes. to the dedicated listeners for for following up and and letting us know yeah. that you've been watching it. Uh, sorry, listening every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just to explain how it works, uh, we record this, uh, you know, during the week uh, together. I go away and edit it. Um, and because, you know, we're trying to do a really good show. It takes a little while to edit, you know. Um, uh, you know, people think it's just us talking. We put it out there. No, I try to put some music and sound effects and have some fun with it. It takes me a good four hours to edit, you know, the one hour recording to get it, get it ready. And then it goes out uh, on a Friday live 
as a show on the telly.live. The telly.live is a Christian online radio station. So it goes live on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can listen to the to the show then. And then on Monday, when everything is going to plan, it comes out as a podcast. Oh, yes. uh, there. So there's two different ways to experience the show. Of course, the podcast version has the music sort of sucked out of it between the between the breaks but uh, that's how the structure of the show goes all right now something that we do at the beginning of the, in this intro section here is we have the current view count of the chosen according Ooh, to the we app at? where are we at well, they've just had a massive, big, you know, Christmas explosion. This is a busy time for the Chosen crew. So we're sitting around 323 million views. Jeez. Now, you've noticed there after last week's fiasco when I sounded like, uh, you know, a South African president who didn't know how to put numbers together, um, <laughs> I've just, I'm, from now on, I'm just going to round up. I'm going to round up the number to the closest million so I don't end up uh, sounding like someone who can't, uh, you know, say numbers out loud. 323 million is where it's currently, uh, you know, up to there. So. You know, good numbers, good numbers. And this is on the back of, of the Christmas special going out into cinemas around America. It's still happening in some cinemas in the States, so people are still able to watch this Christmas special in the cinemas. But the exciting news is that the Christmas event, The Chosen, I think it's called Christmas with The Chosen 2021, is now live in the app as well. So you can experience what they've experienced in the cinemas in the app as well. Nice. But uh, you haven't you haven't gone there yet, have you? You're you're waiting. I'm I'm waiting. I'm okay. I, I I don't even look at the like I said last week. I don't even look at the titles of each episode. I want it to be <laughs> a complete surprise. I don't want to have any influence in my predictions yeah. of what the next episode is. I love it. I love it. We're going to have to work out, because we're coming to the end of season one, we've got to work out how we're going to get to the Christmas specials. Where do they sit in? Look, I'll go figure that out. I'll do some mathematics around that. Hey, listen, just before we go to a break, man, how are you doing? How are you, Hannah, and the kids doing up there on the central coast of New South Wales? We are counting down. (laughs) Like many people, I think we are ready to put uh, this year in in the rear view. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, but we're good though, man. We're we're wrapping up the year, uh, looking at some good ways to create some memories despite the the restrictions around who we can see, when we can see them, and all that. And yep. I'm tucking in to to some stuff that I'm hopefully looking to launch next year with um a little endeavor called Life Cipher oh. Resources, which um, I, I cannot wait till you launch this because I am just so keen to promote what you're doing here on the Tuckbar. Oh, come on. Well, let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm not usually about the, the you know, shameless self-promotion, but uh, yeah. oh, look, if, 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 if it's going to get a plug, yeah, sweet. <laughs> well, mate, but, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be plugging it hard. We'll be plugging it hardcore. Well, that's something to keep keep an eye out for, for hopefully early 2022 mm. is your, your promotion. And again, what's the title of this new education program that you've come up with? Life Cipher Resources. Mm. Mm, there's, I don't know whether to just leave it at that or explain it, but I mean, having no, a bit of enigma around it's always yep. nice. I like it. keep the keep him wanting more. Let's let's tease it out there, <laughs> and each each week I'm going to ask you a little bit more, and you can expand little piece by piece till we get the whole jigsaw puzzle put together. How does that sound? Oh, bro, I could be like Mister Squiggle, and like <laughs> you pull out the board with like a, one little line, and then 
you got to guess where it's going. <laughs> this is perfect. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be blackboard. I'll be blackboard <laughs> behind you. Go hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Oh, say Oaks. Uh, uh, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be a good blackboard. Come on, I'll guys. The, if he's a, if he can be the blackboard, I'll be Miss Jane. And and every time you start floating back up to the moon when you're excited, I'll right. just pull you by the leg and say, "Come back to here, come back here." Pull me down. Now, do, do you know what's really weird is I, I feel like this perfectly describes our three personalities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Sorry to everybody outside of Australia and who was not born in a certain vintage because you have no idea what Mr. Squiggle is. We'll put some links in the show notes, all right? Hey, we're going to take right. a quick break here on the unofficial chosen broadcast. We're going to have a listen to some awesome music and maybe even a couple of messages. And we'll be back in just a moment as we get in to this brand new episode of The Chosen. You're listening to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. And you are back with the unofficial Chosen Broadcast, T-U-C-B. Tuck bar. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in there. Now, uh, we, uh, we've we given you some chosen news already. Um, the Christmas with the Chosen 2021 event is live in the Chosen app. Now, if you haven't got the Chosen app, if you're still somehow listening to this or you've just stumbled across it on the telly and you've just tuned in and you haven't seen the Chosen, well, listen – over this summer break, um, we're gonna we're gonna beseech you here. We don't get like it's not like there's some sort of payment plan for the chosen. We're not getting any kickback. You're not getting any kickback, are you, Prof? No, I, I mean, imagine that three three hundred and what was it twenty three million viewers. <laughs> imagine that if you if you got point point oh oh one cent per stream mate. like you did with some streaming places. Oh, mate, I, I, I'd love it. I'd love it. We're happy. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. We'll put an appeal out there if there's any way. And this, and of course, the appeal is going to the man, oh. the myth, the legend, our, our 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 patron saint here on the unofficial chosen broadcast, the one and only. <laughs> Dallas Lawrence Jenkins. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it is. It's become my like favorite name to say, <laughs> and I've got a lot of uh, you know I know a lot of people with a lot of uh, different cultural backgrounds whose names are really fun to say, but Dallas Jenkins just you can't say it without smiling. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, shout out to him um, and everything that they've done for the chosen, uh, and the you know the absolute enormity of of this of this uh, you know behemoth that they've created in the chosen. But uh, you know, the appeal is if there's any way for an unofficial uh, fan podcast to get any tips, tricks, cuts, uh, you know, kickbacks related, uh, profit sharing, anything like that, please let us know. We'll be we'll be <laughs> totally, totally open to any ideas. Uh, now, um, I want to also give, give a shout out to, uh, you know, the Christmas event that The Chosen have just put in. They highlight one of, you know, uh, uh, Dallas Jenkins calls him his right-hand man in all things of The Chosen, someone who works on everything to do with The Chosen, is a gentleman by the name of Daryl Eaves. Uh, you know, shout out to Daryl Eaves as well, what he's doing with all the chosen. And we'll, you know, eventually, eventually, like we said, we our hope for this podcast is to really get to know the production team mm. and everybody like that around it, everybody involved, because eventually we want to have people like Daryl Eaves on the show. I'd love to have a chat to him right. and what it's like working with Dallas Jenkins and what he does behind the scenes and how the how the you know the show has grown and all that type of stuff. 
the other news that they announced uh, with, and they announced quite a bit, was that they have put together a Christmas compilation CD uh, from the team at Chosen with a lot of, uh, you know, contemporary Christian artists putting Christmas songs together. And you can order that over at the Chosen's website, uh, you know, the Chosen Television Show's website. So they actually have a CD compilation uh, coming out there. And I mentioned that because. Prof, you know about putting together a CD compilation. Look, I, I know a thing or two about it. And the <laughs> fact that theirs came together in time is just props to them. Because I'm on, I'm on volume 11 of one and, uh, you know, with the, the challenges around COVID and people having access to studios to, to get anything together this year yes. uh, on time is – I tip my hat to anyone that, that – uh, that can do that, or, or anyone that's, um, uh, you know, uh, putting mean, putting mean enough anything. to stick with their cutoff <laughs> dates. <laughs> Maybe I'm too the, nice. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's. I think you're too generous and too understanding. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. The other, the, I mean, the other difference, of course, is I'd like to actually see you're involved in putting together a lot of hip hop compilations with independent hip hop artists. Mm. Maybe they just move on a different time schedule than you know a big record label with big you know big budgets and everything like that with contemporary Christian music. Well, I was about to say a lot of independent hip hop dudes. If yeah. if they don't have a, a manager or if they're not with a you know some sort of smaller label or something um, to yeah to to keep on top of your tasks because a lot of these guys they're, they're very community focused with other artists and so that you know you're getting that many requests to do a song with old mate yeah. and this guy and Jim <laughs> Jam <laughs> but you know who's the best it's those who have a, a wife that um yes. that gives them a, a kick up the uh, rear end that that get yeah. that get their stuff done on time when they've committed to something so who needs oh. a manager when you've got a got a wife that can um you, you've got an invested wife <laughs> yeah, that's man. it that's it now this is this is where we get into the actual rundown of the chosen this is where it gets confusing because we are up to episode 8 and it's only going to be in this first season where the numbers are a bit strange but we're up to episode 8 of this podcast this is episode 8 of the broadcast the unofficial chosen and broadcast. And on this episode eight, we're looking at episode seven of season one. I know it's a bit strange. So we're up to season one, episode seven. The show is called, this. the title of this episode is called Invitations. Nice. Invitations. Uh, it originally, uh, you know, the original air date that it went live was November 26, 2019. So two years ago, uh, it went live just over two years ago. And um, it's a, uh, it, it, it basically tell, you know, it tells the story of two important invitations to, you know, to become a follower of Christ. Mm. Um, now, the thing to note right at the beginning of this is this episode a lot of people would say is one of the most important episodes of season one. Dude, this I've been uh, I've been waiting, waiting yeah. for this moment. Now, now, right at the beginning, you know what we want to do before we even get into the rundown is check back at the end of every podcast. We have a bit of a, you know, prophets prophecy, prophets prediction for the for the next episode, uh, dude. If we look at last week's, uh, you know, prediction, uh, I think I've got to say. You were spot on, a hundred percent. I was on point, man. <laughs> Come on, they don't, call you, they don't call you the prophet for nothing, mate. Yeah. That's uh, you know, you you hit it in the bullseye. You ba- you literally said, "I am looking forward." Hopefully, coming up very sh- soon is this showdown between Nicodemus and Jesus Christ. And yeah. I'm like, mate, conversation you know, in the dead of night. Let's do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. The other thing to note is, um, you know, the reason why they say this is mo- one of the most important episodes of The Chosen is because it's dealing with, you know, the story around and it builds up to the crescendo of this of this episode. There's a few different crescendos, but one of the main crescendos is John chapter 3. The Gospel of John in the Bible, mm. chapter 3, is one of the most well-known chapters in the Bible. And if you said to people, what is the most well-known verses of the New Testament, the number one verse that everybody knows is... 16, baby. Exactly, exactly. You'll see it painted on people's chests, put on banners at football games. <laughs> it's funny you said that because it's it, my first tattoo was on my chest and it was John 3.16. <laughs> yes! This is why this is why you're here. This is great. Okay, so you know, John 3.16, a verse that we've all you know, if you've had any time with any church or youth group or Sunday school, at some point somebody taught you John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, or some yeah. version thereof. Of, you know, depending on the translation, and it's just Everybody's- as likely that they they forgot how awesome verse seventeen is too, and didn't quote yes. that to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or even the whole chapter, yeah, the, right. the whole context of the chapter. So so because it's one of the most well-known verses, one of the well, well-known sections, there was so much pressure in this, this episode building up to a crescendo. I love the fact that this is the second shortest episode in season one. Mm. You know, pulling in, you know, coming right? in at about 35 minutes. Yeah. Were you were you a little bit shocked that it ended so quickly? I was because I, I paused it at a particular moment, like just to, you know, the usual yeah. dad stuff. Uh, and when I came back to unpause it, I was like, man, this has got, it's got like a minute left. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, there you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, I, I really, I, I would have thought it, it would have been a longer episode, but uh, like many things, concise. It was yes. super, just chock full of, of so much stuff, so much depth, so much content, but it was it was kept really concise and, and done ridiculously uh, well. Let, look, let's let's see if you you and I can keep it as as concise here on the uh, on the broadcast, <laughs> mate, because we're we're very long winded. Oh, right, mate. this episode this episode opens up with a, a you know a scene, and at, right at the beginning we're like, man, what is going on here? It's dark. It's in a tent. Mm. Someone's you know banging someone. Is it a blacksmith? What's going on? And then we have the title screen: Sinai Peninsula in the 13th century BC before Christ. So we're talking around about you know 14. Uh, 1,400 years before Jesus was born, we've we've got an opening up scene here, and it's very quickly then we realize we're dealing with two characters having a conversation, Moses and Joshua. Mm, wilderness. In the, in the wilderness. Yeah, so this story that we see in front of us comes from, if you want to be a bit of a Bible nerd, go back to your Old Testament. In the first five books of the, of the Old Testament, you'll have the book of Numbers. If you go to the chapter 21, verses 4 to 9, you'll have this incredible story about the bronze serpent in the wilderness. With respect, Moses, my concern is not for the dead, but for the dying. Hundreds fall by the day, and for every serpent we kill, another ten appear. Maybe we should leave the bodies here, in this tent. At the rate people are dying, there would not be enough room, even if we stacked them to the top. Then we'll have to leave and find someplace else. I'm not leaving anytime soon. Too many people are sick and cannot walk. After today, the only Hebrews too sick to walk 
will be those who choose to remain so. Is there medicine in that bronze? You told the people that you would ask God to forgive their rebellion. To heal their serpent wounds. I did. Then why are you hiding in a tent? It wasn't my idea, Joshua. It's a pivotal part of the conversation. What was your thinking when you watched this for the first time through? What was your takeaway? Oh, the first thing was, uh, oh, I didn't really picture Joshua to be such a, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, questioner with uh, what was going on with Moses but I was like man this is uh this is brilliant this is going to be such a such a setup we're, we've gone quite far back like usually there's yes. you know the flashbacks at the start the setup stuff hasn't been that far back so I was like this is going to be going to be brilliant we're going to see some uh imagery or or prophecy fulfilled kind of stuff coming up here um yeah which is now when you realize when you realize it's the it's an incredibly important scene of Moses you know, and the and the bronze serpent in the wilderness with the people of the Israelites wandering in the in the period in the desert. Mm. Now I know you know your Bible quite well. Did you immediately jump ahead and think, okay, this is foreshadowing something, or did you realize that your 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 prophecy about the Nicodemus conversation was coming true? That's Where was, was your mind at? That's what I was like, oh, this is this is going to be brilliant. I think. Uh, I think we're we're coming up to this conversation. We're gonna we're well, looking at some you know mosaic style stuff, and and it's going to be uh, brought to life with uh, Jesus with that parallelism. It's going to be great. Now a, a big a big shout out here to uh, Stelio Cervante who is playing Moses. And like you you said, you did like Joshua is played in a very different way than what we've traditionally seen Joshua. Mm. Joshua played by Advait uh, Gage, I think his name is. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, but Stelio Cervante is an absolute powerhouse character actor, uh, one of South Africa's most in-demand actors for 30, 40 years. Uh, he has been in all sorts of independent productions, international things. He's been in massive movies. His IMDb list is as long as your arm. And I loved his choice because he looks like he looks like a mob boss. You know, he looks like a thug. You know, he was he was a you know hefty looking dude. He could have played a uh, you know one of the the Russian mafia dudes in any exactly. TV show. Right. Exactly. So I love the fact because when you pitch, and this is something that I really enjoy sometimes about The Chosen, is, you know, when you think of Moses, you think of Charlton Heston with a blo- with a white hair, <laughs> the white beard. Yeah. This is completely opposite. I mean, look, Moses at this point in time is supposed to be about 80, 80 something years old. Look, you know, maybe Stilio's, you know, uh, uh, a little bit young to be playing that age of Moses, but I appreciate this different type of Moses being being acted out here. And uh, I hope in future episodes of The Chosen and whatever they decide to do, I hope we have a few more flashbacks to Moses and Joshua because I really enjoyed this opening scene with the bronze serpent on the pole. Mm. That was brilliant. All right, let's let's take another quick break. We've only just got in there. We're going to fly through the rest of uh, rest of this episode in in the uh, you know in the details of it. But let's take a quick break right here. And I wanted to play a song with one of the artists that have featured very heavily in the and uh, in, in this year's and last year's Christmas with the Chosen event. And that is the Australian-born boys for King and Country, the Smallbone Brothers for King and Country. Uh, they've got a lot of great Christmas music. In fact, they've sort of been celebrated for all of the different Christmas music that they've done. So let's just have a listen right now to For King and Country here on the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. This is for the busted hearts. This is for the question marks. 
Pay it forward. Tell someone about the unofficial chosen broadcast today. Together we are dangerous. Together with our differences. Together we are bolder, braver, stronger. It's the Takba, the unofficial chosen broadcast. DJ and the Prophet here with you. And we are looking at the seventh episode of season one of The Chosen. It's called Invitations. So after the opening uh, scene between Moses and Joshua, we go fast forward about 14 Uh, 100 years, 1,400 years to the time of Christ, and we open up on a beautiful external house of a very rich fellow, a young tax collector by the name of Matthew. Oh, yes. Uh, He's becoming, he's very fastly becoming a fan favorite of everybody, played fantastically by Paris Patel, and uh, he is getting ready for something. He's picking, he's got a wardrobe full, he's doing a bit of a Steve Jobs uh, thing here. He's got the same outfit, you know, you know, multiple <laughs> times. Uh, he's got his perfume, he's got his sandals, he's getting ready for a big day. Did you, and- did you notice something different about that morning routine compared to the first time we're introduced to him? Oh, no, what was it? So when we're first introduced to him, he gets up, there's his outfit, they're all the same, the line of sandals, he, he's going through this this routine, right? And for someone that's particular or has uh, like an OCD, you know, you, you've got routines. Yes. He's doing pretty much the same routine, but he's quite agitated. Yes. Like the way he's, the way he's doing the routine is it's almost like, even more obsessive to yes, to, to, like I need to gain control here. Um, yeah. I was like, man, that was so well done. Oh, oh, mate, he if you if you've known anybody who's on the spectrum at all, whether it's OCD, Aspergers, uh, you know, any any anything on that end of the spectrum there, and I'm not trying to paint people you know who suffer from from a particular condition into a corner, mm. uh, but Paris Patel, you know, who's who's portraying you know Matthew the tax the Jewish tax collector. Uh, he's he's portraying him as someone on the spectrum. He's very openly talked about it, and it's a decision that Dallas. Gen- Bleeding gums, Jenkins. But Dallas Jenkins and the and the writers have decided to do, and I I for one love love this decision. Mm. Um, you know, and again, it's not based in scripture. It's not based in tradition. It's a storytelling device. Uh, his level of agitation throughout the whole episode uh, is fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. I love I love the ebbs and flows of it. So he's met by uh, Gaius uh, Gaius there. Um, he, so he's met by Gaius there, his Roman centurion who's just had a promotion. We saw that in last uh, episode, played by Kirk B.R. Waller, uh, played really well. And you see a little bit more of their conversation. I love the relationship between these two, the Roman and the Jewish, ta- you know, the Roman uh, soldier and the Jewish tax collector. I love the dynamic between these two actors as well. Mm. Um, it's it's uh, it's almost become a little bit fatherly or protective on Gaius's part, because even though Gaius keeps on thinking Matthew's going to get him killed one day, he realizes that it's only because of Matthew that he's had this promotion. His uh, his brutal honesty <laughs> actually yeah, paid yeah. off for all of them. 
Yeah, exactly. So we then go into a a, a little brief episode of everybody's favourite first century um, television show. That's a horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, we go, we go into, we go into that Zahora, and it's great to see her back. This, of course, we're talking about the wonderful uh, Janice uh, Dadaris, who plays Zahora, and Zahora is the wife of the the rabbi, the the uh, Pharisee uh, Nicodemus. And again, massive shout out to Nicodemus. This is a Nicodemus episode, basically played fantastically by a great character actor Eric. Avari there. We get we get a scene with with these two talking about how she wants to head back home to Jerusalem. He is not prepared to to leave where they are. He wants to stay there and keep doing his research on this uh, on this new teacher Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, then bursting through the door is everybody's favorite bad guy, everybody's favorite man they love to hate. It's Quintus, the Roman, uh, you know, uh, um, the Roman leader. Quintus, played wonderfully by Brandon Potter. Uh, he comes barging on in there, not a knock, <laughs> not a anything, just in he comes. Uh, I love the fact that he marvels at how nice their home is, and he's got to he's got to start looking back into uh, how much the Jews are taking from. From, uh, you know, yeah, their like, uh, you know tithing from their from their people. Check out your your the tithe here. This is yeah. <laughs> you guys are living it living it up here, yeah. and a really great really great conversation between the Roman machinations of how the Romans think about. Uh, an, an upstart like this Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth and how he wants it dealt with compared to how Nicodemus is taking it. And I love the fact, adding to the tension, this is great writing, adding to the tension is that Nicodemus's wife, Sahora, is part of the conversation throughout the entire conversation. Mm. And it's basically sum, summing it up saying, you know, uh, the Romans are saying to Nicodemus and the leaders of the Jews, hey, listen, this is a problem. It, can you deal with it? Is this going to continue to be a problem? And I love the fact that he plays Shmuel, the the young Pharisee who's really hot, and it's dying to see Quintus. He plays Nicodemus off Shmuel, one of his pupils, um, and Nicodemus promises that he will speak to Jesus, and he'll he'll get some sort of reaction from them. Uh, I, I, I love that speech from Quintus. You know, a preacher can often turn into a politician, and those mm. are like weeds that need to be dealt with. Uh, you know, really great analogy there that I think is going to pay off. <laughs> The only way to learn this preacher's intentions is to speak with him directly. So speak to him. I hate crowds. They take time and resources, and then cleanup is a pain. When you arrange a private meeting, I want to know when and where. What troubles you about this man? Preachers have a habit of becoming politicians. They sprout up like weeds and spread. Your wife is a gardener. She understands. Some flora spread their seeds when trampled. Who's to say you wouldn't be creating a martyr? I'll take my chances. You sympathize with this preacher. And that was that was a brilliant scene because it you know, a lot of people forget to realize that, you know, when Jesus started his ministry, as much as it was disrupting to the religious leaders in the Jewish sense of things it would have been quite disrupting in the community from the Roman perspective as well to, yeah. you know, just to the simple things of, of him just doing his thing and people starting to get behind it and gather. It would have, 
yeah, would have really crawled under a lot of people's skin quite quickly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Romans don't like Jewish crowds. This guy's going to be a problem. Nicodemus, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> we then cross out to the wilderness, into the you know, into a bit of the bush, the green green wilderness out there, where Jesus and a few of the disciples are setting up, uh, you know, camp for a few nights. Uh, we get a lovely little scene between uh, young John played by Australian George Xanthus there, and Jesus, played by Jonathan Rumi, get a great conversation with them too about, you know, how the plan is going to go, what, you know, how the mode has shifted because he's done this public miracle. They've got to stay on the move from now on. They're going to be going from place to place, you know, town to town, and that's that's part of the plan. Uh, Mary Magdalene comes to them, played by played fantastically by Elizabeth Tabish. Uh, Mary Magdalene comes to them. We get a beautiful scene between Mary Magdalene and Jesus uh, talking about, you know, uh, you know, I, I love Mary's Mary's apology. Uh, she's she's apologizing. She's saying sorry for causing a scene in the last episode, you know, because in the way that the writers have portrayed it, they've got Mary helping the paralytic man and the and the team around them into the through the roof. Mary was part of that. So Mary's apologizing for causing a scene, for stopping the uh, conversation, for stopping the teaching. And Jesus is like, mate. This is all happening for a reason. There's a reason why all of this has happened. There's a reason why that happened. There's a reason why this happened. And that leads into her apologizing for Nicodemus, uh, you know, speaking to this Pharisee. And then Jesus takes it one step further. Okay, there's a reason why you met the Pharisee. Um, you know, and yes, I'm going to meet with him and make it so. Have the have the gang start, uh, you know, making arrangements for it. One little note about this scene: there's a, there's something that I've noticed in Johnny Jonathan Rumi, who's playing Jesus, and uh, let's just give him a shout out. Doing a fantastic job oh, playing br- Jesus, playing brilliant. Jesus here. He he, I love the fact that a little character, you know, moment, little. Um, it's a very actorly decision. You know, as an actor, actors do different things to help them get into character and help them sort of make it a bit realistic. I love the fact that he's chosen, and I don't know if it's a Jonathan Rumi thing or or a Dallas Jenkins thing, but you'll often notice that Jesus is picking something off the, you know, picking some part of nature, like picking a plant and playing with it, chewing it, putting it in his mouth. Like there's often a, a natural moment. He'll put a stalk into his mouth. He'll play with a leaf. He'll do something there. Just yeah. a tiny realistic character de- decision that somehow makes Jesus to me a lot more realistic and, you know, just a, just an interesting decision. I don't know if you've picked up on that at all, Prophet. Yeah, he always seems really engaged with or immersed in the environment that he's in. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. super present uh, with whatever's around him in particular. Yeah, like with nature as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So as as the disciples get ready to do that, he says, listen, I'm going to go away and think and pray for a while. I've got to spend some time to be alone, but don't don't worry. Trust me. In fact, tomorrow night, I've got big plans for a party. We're going to have a dinner party together. And she's like, what? And he goes, just let everybody know I've got plans already. And it's like, okay, there's setting up a bit of a mystery here that, you know, it's the, it's as like they call in script writing, there's a smoking gun on the table and we're going to find out what, you know, how the, how the gun is used by the end of it. We then cut to Matthew, our favorite tax collector. He is visiting the home of his parents with his black dog, 
in in tow, and I love the fact that they've he's still got the black dog following him around. Uh, we get his mother answering the door in a very sheepish fashion. Mother played fantastically by Jacqueline Torres, uh, playing you know Matthew the tax collector's mother. Uh, they've given her a name, Ella Shiva. Uh, now, Jacqueline Torres is one of those fantastic uh, television actresses who's been on so many different shows over the years. She's one of those, you know, character actresses in so many different shows. She's she's a wonderful actress, and I think she does a phenomenal job here, and the writers do a phenomenal job, giving us a bit of background to 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 Matthew's character. We're fleshing out Matthew, the tax collector's character. Uh, a wonderful scene of the two of them talking, family dynamics. We get a backstory and, you know, and it's a testament to really wonderful writing uh, from Dallas and the crew, you know, trying to show us how deep the division goes with Rome and the Jewish culture and being a Jewish tax collector, how do you show how deep the divide is? Mm. Well, let's show it between a mother and a son. The, the you know one of the tightest connections we can imagine. Um, and uh, you know, I love the fact that they've shown and not told. You know, they could they could have Matthew giving a speech. No, let's have a, a, a you know an actress portraying it here. Mm. The other great thing about this scene is you can tell that Matthew uh, is more, and as you pointed out earlier, Prophet, with his condition, he is more and more agitated because the world is not making sense to him anymore. Yeah. Are you in trouble? Do you think that impossible things can happen? That overturn the laws of nature? That cannot be explained? That is what people asked when you were a boy. Even the rabbis were astonished at your talent for reading, math, the way you could think faster than any other child. They thought you would be someone great. Great at what? I'm rich. I have an armed escort. I'm trusted by the Praetor of we Galilee. We never dreamed you would use the talent God gave you to bleed your people dry. But have you ever seen anything miraculous? Matthew. My whole world. Everything I thought I knew. What if it's wrong? I think you should go. Lack of control. Yeah. Lack of just having answers for things which is such a comfort for a guy who's such a deep thinker and you know numbers yeah. statistics everything makes sense yep. to him you know it's yeah it was it was man it was really well done really like, well done on both parts doing a fantastic job but again shout out to uh to Jacqueline there the actress playing Matthew's mother I feel like just having that pause that moment after Matthew leaves where she just weeps gently to herself about, mm. and you can feel the sense of shame. You can feel the sense of loss as a mother about her son. And it's, you know, and not just any, any mother, anybody that we know, if you know someone who has a child with some sort of special, uh, you know, disability or, you know, some on the spectrum, man, that, that mother's connection with a child like that is so strong and protective and yet she's had to turn her back on her son and let him go his own way and she, you can feel that sense of guilt shame and heartbreak when she when she weeps gently there mm. we cut to we cut to the home of Simon Peter and Eden where Jesus is scaling a fish which is a lovely moment I felt helping helping out in the kitchen uh, Laura Silver uh, Silver playing Eden there uh, Simon Peter's wife 
are doing a beautiful job. Uh, Andrew Peter comes in with a uh, with a with a. Uh, now, what do we, what do we call this? What, do, what does Andrew Peter come in with? Is it a cloak? <laughs> with I'd, I'd say a cloak. It's yeah. very yeah, uh, or a, uh, I don't know what you call it. Is it not a mage outfit? Did you do uh, now? We get, let's go on a little bit of a tangent here as we wrap up this part of the part I love of the uh, you know we love the tangents. Did you, did, are you as I've never asked you this before, Prof? Yeah, are you are you a Seinfeld man? I am a bit. I'm a bit. Are you okay. are you picturing he's the Kramer? Is he the Kramer in this situation? <laughs> no, I, I, there's an episode of Seinfeld. It's the, the, the episode is called The Chinese Woman, if you're ever looking up the episode. Yeah. But there's a character in that episode of, the, of, of of Seinfeld played by Larry David, and he's known as he's known as the caped lawyer. <laughs> and in, 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 I don't know if you remember this episode. Hey, isn't that George's father? Oh, yeah, it is. Should we say hello? I've never seen him in Manhattan before. It's weird. He's so out of context. <laughs> man he's with. Is he wearing a cape? I believe he is wearing a cape. Why is Mr. Costanza with a man in a cape? Well, it is good cape weather. Cool, reason. Why a cape? Who wears a cape? Where do you even get a cape? You're right. It is strange. In fact, let's cross to the other side of the street. Cover me. All right, so let me ask you a question. Who was the man in the cape? He was my lawyer. Your lawyer wears a cape? Yeah. So what? Who wears a cape? He's very independent. He doesn't follow the trends. He looks ridiculous in that thing. You have no eye for fashion! I have no eye for fashion! All right, come on. Let's not fight. All right, all right, all right. All right. George is right. And they're all wondering who this cape character at. When asked about the cape, uh, Frank claims that the law, his lawyer is a very independent man and he doesn't conform to the latest trends. And it's this, it's it's you know Larry David there playing the role, an unspoken role, and he's uh, you know standing there with this big black cape on. <laughs> and immediately when I saw Jesus in that cape, my mind went to <laughs> my mind went lawyer. to Frank Costanza and his lawyer. Either uh, either that, either that. But when he puts the hood on on the top, I'm like, okay, we're, we're just getting straight Jedi vibes now. Like as a Star Wars nerd, <laughs> you're like, this could be an, this could be. Oh, is he got a lightsaber as well here? What's going on? I was thinking, man, is this is an a, a assassination? Were they preparing that he's going to go and assassinate this uh, this Pharisee? <laughs> Maybe the disciples are like, hey, hey, he's going to have this this meeting with one of their main guys. Let's uh, let's let's cloak him up. Let's let's get this fella. Let's jump in. Yeah. I, lo- I love the fact that they've, you know, the whole meeting at night thing is a, is a disguise. Well, that ge- leads us directly into the climax of this of this uh, episode, and it's the meeting between at night on a rooftop, a meeting between Nicodemus and Jesus. It's in John chapter three in the Gospel of John. So let's take a break, and we'll come back. But before we go, before we go to the break, I've, I've got to, I've got to throw you in the deep end here, and I usually try to line this up with you beforehand. It's time for a musical profit pick. You have you ready? got a, Have you got a song choice for us? Mate? I I had this one in the chamber last week and didn't oh! get to shoot it off because I was like uh, last week I was thinking maybe maybe this conversation is going to happen, but no, they dedicated yep. an entire episode around this conversation and and obviously with Matthew as well, and so I've had it locked and loaded. Um, ironically, you said I don't pick anything after 2012. 
So I thought I'll show okay. him. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> Let's get modern. <laughs> yeah. So this is it's from an album called Eyewitness Encounters. Every single track is from the perspective of a person having an eyewitness encounter uh, with Jesus. And yes. this particular track is from the perspective of Nicodemus going out in the dark of night to talk to this rabbi. And so this track is by a guy called Evangel and it's called Nocturnal Excursion. And it's basically oh. if, if Nicodemus could write a rap about his encounter with Jesus, this is the song. Oh, mate, not just any song. This is some killer wordplay. Great classic hip-hop track here from Evangel. Great pick, mate. I love this album. Nocturnal Excursion. Eyewitness Encounters is the name of the album by Evangel. We'll be back in just a moment on the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. Sure, hope no one comes around, keep it on the underground I even waited until the sun went down Cause if a rose suspicion, whatever you think of This Pharisee is linked up with heresy The unofficial chosen broadcast is brought to you by the Tele.Live Tune in today Fantastic pick. That is Prophet's pick. Song choice. Song, yeah, exactly. We need, <laughs> dude, you, you, need to, you need to get a drop for that. You know, Prophet's pick. Musical pick. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, we need a DJ, DJ Khaled, you know, on the, on the Prophet pick uh, the drop greatest. here. <laughs> Now listen, listen. If there's any, if there's any, um, you know, audio engineers, any anybody clever on the audio production tip who's listening, and you want to do any drops for us, any profit pick musical drops, please send them in. We'll play them on the show. I promise. Come on. Uh, now that that particular pick, the song is called Nocturnal Excursion. I know once you've heard it, you're going to want to hear it again. Mm. Or if you're listening to the podcast, you only get a tiny snippet of it. Uh, it's from an album, Eyewitness Encounters. A great, a great concept album came out in 2013 by a bloke called. Evangel has he yeah. done anything since then? Because I feel like he's just dropped off the map. Yeah, no, there's a there's a few bits and pieces after that. He's done a, okay. a couple of of yeah, pretty good releases, but that particular one, there's yeah. there's two or three tracks on that that are Ooh. next level. And and that yeah. Nicodemus one, it isn't even my favorite. There's two others <laughs> from that release that mate. Hopefully, they might line up with a future episode for the Ooh, profit. Oh, now we're talking. Come on. Now we're talking. Are you talking about the? Because uh, uh, I know the album. Are you talking about the pigs? There's that one is is yeah. all time favorite, and then the in, yes. in the shade under the tree as well. Is oh, another. dude. Oh, mate. Actually, okay. Even the woman is well. Oh, come on. Anyway. Okay. Okay. We're gonna. <laughs> we might hear. Be. Let's just say we might hear from Evangel in the future. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Now listen. This is we're coming up to the main thrust of the, of the episode, and for the next eleven minutes of this thirty five minute. Episode. The next eleven minutes is dedicated mm. to the most famous encounter, one of the most famous famous encounters in the gospel. Nicodemus meeting Jesus at night, beautifully, beautifully filmed, and wonderfully acted 
between these two actors. The acting choices all the way through are absolutely brilliant. The camera work is great. Like I just, I just think it's so well done. Mm. And a big shout out again. You're talking to the to the to the stickler here. I love pointing out, you know, bad special effects and love pointing out sometimes when it just was looks the, dreadful. Was the skyline to your liking this week, uh, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so I've got to be a piece here. I think I think the special effects because it was filmed against a green screen. It's on a rooftop mm. uh, by the sea of Galilee with you know the the city of Capernaum around the city and you know it is at night so they it is you know forgivable you know it's it's going to be very dark and dim and the moon is out and everything like that but when this when the camera goes around them on the other side and you do see out you know uh you know on the green screen uh you know fo- you know what do you call it special effects photoshopped in whatever you want to call it digitally put in there I think it's a. They do a phenomenal job. It is really, really good. Mm. And you know, I'll give them a backhanded compliment because it's so good in this scene. I get frustrated when it's not good in other scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, you did such a good job. So, a massive shout out to the to the guys who do the rooftop scenes there over the Sea of Galilee. You can see behind them. But again, wonderfully acted scene between the two as they go through this well worn, you know, well known discussion out of John chapter three. Um, Two little side notes that I want to make a note of that I just absolutely love. We get a split second scene of young John, the disciple John, taking notes, you know, and again, this is from the gospel attributed to John, the apostle apostle and disciple John. And there's John listening with furrowed brow, scribbling down (laughs) down notes. I love it. Whereas Andrew is listening and just, just, you know, Man, have you ever heard anything like this? And John is like, shh, shh, he's trying, he's trying to I'm keep trying to up. Get this man, come on! <laughs> I love that little note. I love that little note. Yeah, that and was- the other, th- the the other thing that I absolutely love is when Nicodemus looks at Jesus at the end. We mentioned last week. We don't have a name for it yet, but the cry o meter, the the tear o meter, yeah. the amount of tears coming down, mate. As this scene goes on, the last four, three to four minutes of this scene, I, and again, I've seen this scene multiple times, I am a blubbering mess. As 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 Nicodemus, Eric Avari as Nicodemus, is knocking it out of the park yeah. as an actor. The way that he breaks down, and when he quotes Psalm 2, kiss the son lest he be angry, and Jesus finishes the the the, the psalm, yeah, the verse. Right. Oh, and then lifts him right. up. He lifts him up like, come on. Not necessary Ooh. right now. <laughs> dude, oh, that dude. was the Gandalf laugh. Bl- Did the Gandalf no, laugh oh, come <laughs> out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a Gandalf laugh moment. Ble- when Jesus says, blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Oh. You don't have to do that. What are you doing? Kiss the sun. Lest he be angry and you perish in the way. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. You know, let's get a little bit theologically and doctrinally, you know, you know, on point here. Jesus Christ is the John says that he is the word, the living word, mm. right? The embodiment of Psalms, the embodiment of every word in scripture is 
bodily present, spiritually present in Jesus Christ, both man and God in this in this moment of history, standing right there. And so as Nicodemus quotes to him, like part of who he is as the essence, as the logos there, Nicodemus quotes to him this thing, kiss the kiss the son. He's confessing mm. that he believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Something that we saw that he could not handle from John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist revealed this to him. He couldn't handle it. Kiss the son lest he be angry. And he kisses Jesus' hand. And when Jesus replies back, quoting the words, the very words that he gave David, mm. you know, as the Spirit of God, blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Mate. Yeah. Oh. Woo. That, that was, yeah. The Gandalf laughs all around, bro. I actually, dude, <laughs> I, had, I had saw, because I, I, I watched it last night. I woke up this yeah. morning still feeling a bit sore because that whole 11 minutes, like yes. what, a third of the entire episode, I was yeah. l- leaning forward because I didn't want to miss yeah. at a word. <laughs> and from sitting in that leaning forward position, um, yeah, yeah. I, got sore, I got sore sore neck and shoulders today. That's how you know it's a good episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a way to judge how good the episode, how sore you are the next day. Yeah, when I wake up with the, the chosen hangover, how did I sit <laughs> during that episode? <laughs> for, for me, it's how red my eyes are the next day. Like that's how that's how I know it's a great episode. For you, it's how sore it is. Yeah. I, I love it there. Um uh, and we'll get we'll we'll touch back on this, but just to finish off this episode, and it is a shorter episode, and and I and I think very wisely a shorter episode because there's such an emotional weight, uh, you know, in this one. We finish off the Nicodemus, and this is where the name comes from. The name of this episode, invitations. Mm. Jesus, Jesus gives, and again, this is a little bit, you know, maybe extra scriptural that people might question about. Jesus offers an invitation to Nicodemus to follow him. And you can see the weight of that on that on Nicodemus. How can I give up everything that I've given? Mm. You know, I'm an old man, all these different thoughts going through his head. So he leaves an invitation there and Nicodemus Nicodemus is you can tell that it's weighing on him. He's hesitant, but he's thinking about it. We leave Nicodemus and we cross to Matthew and uh, Gaius there at the booth. My favorite, you know, again, I, I'm longing for a little spin-off uh, <laughs> television series of these two in the in the taxation booth, dealing with all the all the all the crowd. Uh, and people are coming in. Nicodemus is not himself. Uh, Gaius can tell tell that he can tell tell something's wrong. Uh, he thinks it's because he's seen his mother. Gaius is saying, okay, when you've if you've seen your mum, it's you know not not great. Uh, you know, you know, who are you? What are you? What are you going to do? What's you know, asking all these questions, and you can tell Matthew is very agitated. And then we get Jesus just casually striding by with the boys past yeah. the taxation booth. They change a couple of glances. Jesus stops, and straight away you can see Peter. Simon Peter is not having it, no. not happy at all. Jesus, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Not this and fella. The, the, <laughs> Yeah, he, the, the crowd is watching on. I love the fact that that Simon Peter's brother Andrew is watching Jesus with a slight smile on his face. Mary Magdalene watching Jesus with a slight smile on her face. Yeah. Like they they're getting it. Jesus is is Jesus going to invite a tax collector with us? What is going on? <laughs> Peter is like whereas Peter is like, dude, dude, you don't know who this dude yeah. this guy is. <laughs> Um, we have the added tension of the Roman centurion going, yeah, hand, hey, I know who you are. Hand on the sword. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. hand on the sword. This Jewish preacher who's a bit of a rabble rouser. Keep moving, buddy. Keep moving. moving street preacher. <laughs> yeah, the old street preacher. And he and basically Jesus looks to Matthew, and this is where we get the name of the episode from. Invitations. Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. Yes. Peter, Peter's got to chill out. Uh, Simon Peter's got to chill out here. And as Jesus takes Matthew in his arm and they walk together, uh, you know, they're like, what are we doing? Where are we going? And this is the allusion to what we had from, uh, you know, the conversation with Mary Magdalene. We're actually having, having heading to a party. <laughs> We're happening to a dinner party. Hey, I'm not going to be welcome at a dinner party. I'm a Jewish tax collector. He's hey. like, well, that's not going to be a problem because the party's going to be at your place. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> and the funny thing is, too, he, for someone who who doesn't have any guests around, when when he hosts that dinner party, I mean, from what I've read, old mate knows how to host a dinner party. There is <laughs> there's tears, perfume, hair, yeah, women of the night. <laughs> it's, it's quite yeah. a, a an odd party, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So we know where we're heading. We know where we're heading on the next episode. So it's gonna be an e- I think might be an easier prediction for you in the next one. I do want to mention. I do want to mention if you're watching this in the app, you have to dig through some of the tools, and it's a little bit hard sometimes in the app to dig through. But they have bonus scenes, and they also have uh, what they call digging deeper. Excuse me. I'll do that bit again. And they also have digging deeper moments in it where it's discussions and, and things like that. I recommend once you get a chance and you've watched all of the season, you want a little bit more information, there is great content there within the app outside of the seasons themselves. One of the bonus, bonus moments we have in, in the app is a, is a little, little uh, just a five-minute uh, behind-the-scenes snippet called Bringing John 316 to Life. Nice. And if you want to see, and if you want to see the actors like in in civilian clothes with scripts in hand, uh, you know, plotting out the scene, where they're going to stand, how it's going to go. Dallas Jenkins trying to work out, you know, all the blocking of the scene and where th- different props are going to go. It's a really great moment. Dallas, they're going through with the actors behind the scenes, how to act out each part, where each bit is going to go. You can see the actors really trying to center themselves and get into character and things like that. It's a it's a lovely little five minute behind the scenes, how season one is done. You see the great big green screen on the other side of the rooftop, all that type of stuff there. It's a really Really great little behind-the-scenes moment. Mm. Ah, well, 
there we go. Hey, listen, I think we've wrapped up this episode and talked about all the plot points of it. They're reliving it again. Let's take a quick break, come back, and we'll actually get into our takeaways from this uh, meaty, meaty uh, episode here, Invitations. Uh, and, in, you know, while we're having a break, keep on listening. We've got more awesome music on the way. We've got some special announcements, but we'll be back in just a moment to give you the takeaways and our personal input on this great episode here on the Unofficial Chosen Broadcast. This is the unofficial chosen broadcast. We are back on the unofficial chosen broadcast. We're going to wrap up this week's episode of our discussion of season one, episode seven of the chosen television series. The the episode is called Invitations, named after the two invitations that we see in this episode, Jesus inviting Nicodemus and Matthew to join the crew. Now, Nicodemus is pausing. Matthew drops everything and leaves Jesus to follow him. Uh, it's a it's a shorter episode, 35 minutes, but it's a jam-packed episode. Prof, I'm going to hand it to you. I love your spiritual takeaways. I love where it's hitting you at the moment. Yeah. Where did you where did you uh where did you uh, take away to? Well, well, first of all, it took me away back to when I was living in New Zealand because you keep saying takeaways with an S on the end. You know, we're here, it's like, hey, should we get some takeaway tonight? But over there it's hey bro. Let's get some takeaways. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to come up with a name for this section. You know, food for the soul, not junk food. Um, Uber, Uber, manna, manna from the sky. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll come up with another pitch for that. But um, I've got a fair few, man. And obviously, you know, we've talked about the fact that most of this is based around uh, the conversation from John chapter three. Uh, you know, one of the most quoted and uh, sometimes not fully quoted in you know, the, the broad spectrum of how incredible this, this passage is. Uh, but yes. from a dude like Nicodemus, who's, who's not mentioned much in, in the gospels, but this conversation is a complete game changer. Um, yes. so I, I had heaps of takeaways. I loved watching Peter's, uh, you know, a bit more subtle this time, but Simon Peter's character development is still, uh, happening kind of uh, alongside everything, kind of under the radar of okay, I'm not, I'm not really the bodyguard. I'm not his protector. Where am I? Uh, you know, yeah. last episode he was like point man. You know, he put himself in the position of running around, facilitating, making sure everything was smooth and safe, uh, and being excited but concerned. And then this episode, you know, being told to, you know, sit sit on the bench this round. You know, like he got benched. Yeah, uh, and it was a time where. They're going out in the dead of night where it could be a trap. The logical thing would be to keep more eyes to be protected. But he was asked to, you know, do what you need to do at home. Like, you know what I mean? Like sit sit this one out, chief. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I think seeing that uh, it, it's interesting because you've got a lot of people like to, to make it practically, 
you know, for today when when Jesus calls people to to follow him, you know, you the the transition sometimes happens really quick, but sometimes painfully slow. <laughs> and he's gone mm-hmm. from dodgy fisherman guy to being called by the rabbi to figuring out well, where, where do I fit? But but we're in this thing now of like I've, I've refound my joy, my passion, my man of godness. But I, how do I do it? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> like where do I fit? And I, I just loved watching that. So a bit of a takeaway for, for me in that is just – you know, just the the amount of patience that that Jesus has, um, yeah, allowing people to find how they fit and how to to use what they've been given to to actually participate. Uh, the biggest biggest one that hit me pretty hard, uh, which was unexpected. I, I really was anticipating the the Nicodemus part being a bit that really uh, emotionally kind of hit me. But watching the the scene with Matthew visit his mum, oh, um, oh, that hit me hard, man, because. Obviously, the first interaction we had when he first went to the door uh, in the Sabbath episode was also when we kind of first saw him hanging out with that dog. This time he's at the door with the dog. Uh, You know, the first time he got turned away uh, from Shabbat, I think by his sister or a family member. This time his mum like reluctantly lets him in. You know, they've obviously Mm. disowned the guy. And watching that interaction where... Like, he's got no one else to turn to, you know what I mean? His own people can't stand him. He can't trust the Romans, and they kind of, you know, tease the dude anyway. Like, they got no respect for him. And he's been pretty much disowned by his family, but he just wants to talk to his mum. He's like, I've got I've got questions that I don't know who I can ask. And he goes to his mum, and it just reminded me of, of just a lot of people today who've been kind of outcast from their family because of a life choice and oh you know whether that's uh, a job choice whether that's a a a life choice on on their partner whether that's uh something in their lifestyle that doesn't fit with the what's appropriate the time the the family tradition every generation in particular in the church has has that thing that in that particular area of the world might be their deal breaker. You know what I mean? There was, mm-hmm. you know, one generation it was the the MDR, marriage, divorce, remarriage. You know how how that particular person was seen in their family. You know, for others it mm-hmm. might be their their political view on this, or it might be their yes. choice of 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 partner, whatever. And mm. um, just watching that and seeing, man, even in Jesus' time, there were <laughs> things that kind of tore families apart based off you know the person's life choices yeah i mean to bring it to bring it to modern you know not to not to try to throw politics into it or anything like that but to bring it into modern parlance uh matthew the text collector was completely cancelled cancel culture was totally in man he, he was 100% candled. He was verboten. He was, yeah. you know, unspoken. He's the untouchable by, especially by religious Jews, mm. because he is he is a he's a conspirator. He's a treasonous yeah. dog who's working with the Romans, and they hated him. Yeah. And I love the fact that in that mother scene, we get his logical reasoning saying, "But I was I am excelling at what I am good at, mm. and if it's not me." The fact that I can be virtuous and say I'm not going to do it on principle is stupid. Someone else because is going to do it anyway. <laughs> they, they, it might as well be me and I could be providing for you as a family. You know, I want you back in my life, but we get, you know, again, 
showing, not telling. It's the greatest thing in filmmaking. It's the greatest thing in storytelling. And they show us, not just tell us, that Matthew is cancelled even by his mother. Mm. And and, and it hit me hard too because I know – after, I mean, and obviously not to get into detail, um, you know, but just after a year like this where there's been a lot of polarizing uh, and, oh. and divisive things in many communities, uh, there are a lot of people, um, and some of which I know personally, who this will be their first Christmas where they, they yes. won't be welcome at the table <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with family members which, over certain and that, views. And that's that's heavy, man, you know? and no, Yeah, um, and we're not saying one view over the other. Whether yeah. your view is way over here or your view is way over there, whatever your stance is, yeah. you know, politically, medically, whatever it is, right. th- this, we are living in a more divided time. And I, and yeah. I love the fact that this episode <laughs> talks about Jesus yeah. bringing – enemies into the fold, opposing right? views <laughs> yeah. to the table together. I am like, yeah. how is this going to go down? <laughs> this is really yeah. something that, something that again is alluded to in the, in the, in the gospels alluded to in scripture. Mm. And, but this is the beauty of a television drama yeah. that they're going to bring the drama to the forefront of it here. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, let me let me throw in one for me. I, I, I just a little throwaway moment for me that just I, I love the choice of it. You, I, I'm waiting with bated breath through it. How is Jesus? How is Jonathan Rumi? How is Dallas Jenkins? How are they going to portray the, the, the most famous Bible verse in the world? Mm. How are they going to? You know, and the next verse, seventeen and onwards, and the whole passage here with Nicodemus. How are they going to do it justice in, um, you know, in this uh, in this scene? And they, I think, they do a phenomenal job. Jonathan Rumi's choice of delivering John three sixteen in almost an aggressive mode of teaching to Nicodemus. Mm. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I love the fact that Nicodemus was getting it. The character is is eventually getting it in in that scene. Oh, so good. Right. It was it was brilliant because I was I was quite nervous. I think half the reason I was leaning in so much too, one is I didn't want to miss a moment because it was done ridiculously well. But the other half of me was I'm leaning in going, okay, how how are they going to portray this conversation keeping yeah. the characters but but staying true to to the scripture and and I went and reread it, uh, you know, same, shortly afterwards because I like I, I just want to see how much of this they were able to to get in that conversation. And man, go and go and read it. Uh, yeah, they they crammed a bunch of it in. Uh, well, yes. pretty much all of it. Uh, and yeah. that was um, I think that was really important. You know, to to kind of stay true to the, the account there and the fact too that you got John taking notes. It's like, oh man, this oh. is straight up, you know. Uh, so fun, <laughs> such a great moment. the fact that this is in his his account, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Young John taking notes yeah. there was is one of my, like that's the Bible nerd yeah. going, <laughs> you know, like, oh, so good, so good. Yeah. Now listen, man, we're running out of time as we always do, uh, you know, on the broadcast. So we want to get into our two uh, favourite things to do at the end. Um, the first bit is predictions. Predictions for episode eight yes. of season one. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, well, this one was kind of, you know, pretty much handed to me. I think it, first of all, they he'd said we're you know we're we're heading off in in a couple of days, so they're not leaving just yet. And 
I think we're going to the dinner party. Uh, But the reason I'm keen too is that was, you know, a big part of my takeaway with uh, watching Matthew develop with being an outcast. He's about to be completely accepted as one of Jesus' followers and now be redeemed within his community by having having people over for dinner. <laughs> mm. I'm keen. Mm. Yeah. Well, the next the next episode, and again, I know you're sort of watching it on the fly, not trying to know anything about it. The next episode is the end of season one. Oof. There's only eight episodes in a season. So, you know, this is the second to last moment of season one. We're almost at the end of season one. So we'll see how they wrap up season one. There's a few loose ends I think we've got to get to nice. in the writing of this season. So I think we're going to have some highs and some lows uh, ne- you know, next episode, how they, how they wrap it all up. Uh, looking forward to looking forward to doing that next week. Now, this is our next favorite bit: our score. We give we give each episode a score out of one hundred. I know we could be doing out of 10, 10 stars. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Just because we're we're marking it like we're marking a test out of a hundred percent. We're you know we're thinking Dallas and the crew have gone away and they've just they said right we're going to portray John three and the calling of Matthew uh, in an episode and they've come back and they delivered this to us and we here sitting on our high horses are looking at it going all right we're going to give it a giving it a score out of a hundred mate uh, you know we've taken turns going first do you, who do you want to go first this week I, I I think I went first last week maybe all right. Okay. I think I say right, that every right. week, though, just to, to go <laughs> second. But I think I might have. I think I might have. Now, we were on a par last week with Incredible Compassion. Mm. Uh, we we absolutely you know loved that episode. We were sitting around about a 90 92% sitting around there with that one. Listen, uh, re-watching this one again, um, it, it, it didn't – it doesn't have – some of the big beats and the big moments and the big, you know, uh, you know, breaking heart moments of the other episodes. Mm. Uh, it's a lot shorter than the upper episodes. It's really to the point. But this one, man, like, just did, I know there's detractors out there from from the chosen, and I know that as we're pursuing this podcast, I'm surprised that a few of my friends who have come out of the basically come out of the the anti-chosen closet, you know, type of thing. They've come out of the, they've come out and they've confessed to me like, listen, I can't do it. I've tried multiple times. I just cannot do it. And that's okay. That's fine. But it's, it's an episode like this episode where I say to them, you know what? Yeah, there's, we're going to have some moments where we might disagree with how they portray different things. Mm. Yes, it might go outside of the Bible, you know, the, the edges of the Bible, what we're, you know, what we, you know, know how you happen. But there's this episode is so biblically accurate in this in the scene between you know Jesus and Nicodemus, and in doing that, they deliver in such a natural, simple to understand way what the gospel is mm. to all people, and all you have to do, like Moses in the wilderness and that snake. If you don't know the story there from you know from the Old Testament. All you have to do is act in faith and look towards Jesus and put your trust in him. You were made right. I mean, I for that for that alone, I'm going to give this episode a big generous I'm going to say it 93%. Oof. My highest score to date. Get amongst it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a su- dude, I'm a sucker for the gospel. What can I say? Yeah, no, nah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, I'm I'm probably Similar. I'm I'm giving it my highest. I think I think where was that? Was I ninety two? I was ninety two last time. I think so. I, for some reason, I work in twos. I'm 
<laughs> I'm jumping up. I'm jumping up. I'm going to go 94, and Ooh. that's huge. That's that's my yeah. my personal highest, but I think that's the highest uh, so far. And yeah, it is. And once again, very similar to yours. Like I, I mean, last episode, the you know the roof, the paralytic, all that stuff. That was that was next level stuff for me. And and you know there were yes. some nitpicky moments and stuff, um, but that was incredible. This one for a different reason, and yes. honestly. Like I said, a lot of the stuff that that kind of hit me with some some takeaways and reflections was some of the Matthew stuff. But if you removed all of that and just yeah. gave me the interaction yeah. with Nicodemus, <laughs> I, yeah. I would still have left feeling like they did it so much justice, yeah. and I was so totally. nervous about it too. Um, but the yeah. anticipation for that conversation over the last couple of episodes. Um, oh. Paid off, man. Ninety four. Yeah, there you real. go. Ninety four percent, ninety three percent. That's our. That's our. I think that's our highest scores, both personally together to date, is on this one on this episode. Invitations. I know. I'm, so I on that feel note, let's do a about uh, scoring anymore, like other episodes, because <laughs> to go to go this high, and then to to come down to still big scores in other episodes, it's still going to feel yeah. like I'm going to feel bad about it. Eh? Oh, and, um, and let's just come out and say, like anything over fifty percent is a is a pass. That's true. You know, yeah. like so we're talking upper echelon here. Yeah. Um. You know, for for all the different reasons. Right. Listen. Let's do it. Let's do a beautiful segue. The episode is called Invitations. So let's invite everybody who's listening to jump on board, get involved in our social media, go listen over at the telly.live. Uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, I've got, I've got Prophet's arm firmly up behind his back, giving him pressure to get onto Telegram and start a community that we can start interacting <laughs> together. I w- we will get there. It does take him some time to, to, to move, to move here, but, uh, Mate, I'm we're going to invite everybody. Bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, we're going to invite everybody to be, be a part of it and be involved in this community. Uh, we'd love to see you over at the telly.live. Get involved in in the online radio station. And we'd love your feedback on our podcast here, the Unofficial Chosen Broadcast. Let us know what you're thinking and how you're liking. Uh, is, if you want to leave any comments or anything like that, please head over to uh, your iTunes, your uh, you know your Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, and give us a good rating. That helps. That goes a long way in helping us be found by other people. Mm. Uh all right, mate. We cannot wait for next week. Next week is the season one finale of uh, of uh, the uh, the chosen. Goodness. Um, and and I've got to make some decisions. Are we going to go straight into season two? Are we going to do Christmas specials? What are we going to do? Oof. We'll have a talk about that off microphone. Well, I, at some but point I, in the next couple of weeks, I've got some commercials that are also pitches for Ooh, Christmas we, uh, presents uh, from uh, the chosen. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent we've got some fun stuff on the way as well um all right well listen we'll see you next week please get involved in our community we'd love to hear from you prof take it away for me oh guys thank you so much for having us and make sure over this week to tuck into the tuck bar. <laughs> perfect perfect Thank you for downloading and listening to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. New episodes of this show are broadcast first on Fridays over on the tally.live. The podcast version then comes out the following Monday. You can subscribe for free in all good podcasting apps. 
The growing conversation about The Chosen is brought to you by The Telly.Live. The Telly is a new kind of online streaming Christian radio station. Listen and join The Telly family over at www.thetelly.live. Until next time, remember, you are chosen. This was another DJP.FM production.